What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to What's the Word Podcast. I am your host, Just Jazz, and I have three main goals. To encourage you to grow godly character, to equip you to live effectively in today's society, and to open you to salvation through Jesus Christ. So ditch what you heard, and let's discover What's the Word. Welcome back, scholars. Today's episode is titled, I Am Progressive Because It's a Goal. I've noticed that I've said each episode this season is a goal, and that's not on purpose. Trust me, I am not as pre-planned as I would like to be. If I could, I would plan out the entire season to make sure that each episode flows and aligns with what's going on in our world and our communities, but that's only me and my mind. Me, in reality, I have to wait and trust God to give me the content. Seriously, as anxious as that may make me, I feel perfect peace knowing that whenever or whatever is said, that the message, the word, lands on ears that are ready and expecting to receive it. Progressive, the adjective, as defined by Google, means happening or developing gradually in stages, proceeding step by step. But as a noun, progressive means a person advocating and implementing social reform or new liberal ideas. Simply put, We are the change. No more waiting or going with the flow of how things have always been. No more staying in your quote unquote place or thinking that people like me or like you should do this or that. Let's scrap that simple way of thinking and challenge our thought process to evolve. Some wins for the week is that I am back to work. And although it is not easy, I am winning. Okay, we just got to call it how it is. I have a solid coworker who continues to challenge my thinking and my thought process. We work well together and we pray before we go into meetings and we really win people over not trying to and it might not be for everyone but a win is a win everything attached to me wins I want you to get that mindset too everything attached to us wins I'm gonna say it a little louder for the people in the back okay can you hear me everything attached to you wins As you know, we are studying the book of Matthew. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes, I strongly suggest you do so you can have a better understanding of where we are. Today, we will analyze a short portion of the life of Matthew for ways in which we can be as progressive as he was. Matthew's story is told in the Gospels, of course. That's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He is also mentioned in Acts chapter 1 verse 13. Today, I want to remind you that when we trust God with what he has given us, we begin a life of real adventure. Matthew is called a lot of things in the first half of his life, except for a good man, which he was. He was a tax collector and a Jew. He was a traitor because tax collectors were Roman officials who took pride in taxing the Jews. They would tell them that their debt was higher and pocket the rest. He was also a sinner. Tax collectors were sinners by trade, lying and cheating their way into riches and robbing from everyone, even the poorest among their people. They were religious outsiders because the way they practiced their profession openly defiled the laws of Moses. The richer they were, the worse they were assumed to be. He eventually became a witness to Jesus's ministry and an evangelist. A fun fact that I found out while researching Matthew was that even though he was extremely good with money, it wasn't the best idea to make him the treasurer. So the homies gave the job to Judas and we all know how that turns out. Judas was not as solid and betrayed the whole gang for 30 shekels. Okay. By calling Matthew, Jesus was proclaiming that no one would be excluded from this movement. Not even those society considered irredeemable. Jesus took what Matthew was used to doing and flipped it for his glory. Matthew was good at what he did. So good that it made it bad in other people's eyes. He was also readily obedient to the word. When he left his lucrative position to follow Jesus, all he took with him was his pen and became the scribe of the gang. And he did an amazing job. Hence why we have the gospels. 
we have to make sure that if we want to be the change that we're obedient to the calling. Let me say that again. We have to make sure that if we want to be the change, we're obedient to the calling. That's my word. Not making the calling comfortable for me, but to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I was having lunch with a friend and he mentioned how he hustled all his life. He got caught up and then got saved up. And now he hustles for God because strategy is strategy. Of course, he gets side-eyed by the people who've seen him in action years ago, but he mentioned that it's all worth it. Don't doubt God. He can use anyone willing to do the work, whether you agree with the message or not. Part of my struggle is always trying to make the message palpable. But in reality, my goal is to expose you to who sent the message, period. Some lessons we can learn from Matthew's life is that Jesus consistently accepted people from every level of society. Jesus knew how shysty Matthew was. He still invited him to be around him because Jesus was solid on who God is. I think a lot of the times we cut people off because we think we know who they are by what they have done in the past. Not realizing that it is our own insecurities that we really don't trust because we might say or do something we shouldn't. This is a God thing. Get serious about your relationship with God today. No more waiting. God says to come as you are. The second thing we can learn from Matthew's life is that Matthew was given a new life and his God-given skills of record keeping and attention to detail were given new purpose. Living in alignment with God might require you to learn new things about yourself and others, but it doesn't mean that the talents you have are worthless. They're actually priceless and have gotten you this far. That was not a you thing. That, that too was a God thing. The nastiest details of your life can really make salvation a reality for someone else. My Bible reminds me that much of what God has for us, he gives us long before we're able to consciously respond to him. He trusts us with skills and ability ahead of schedule. Don't count yourself out. You are more valuable than you give yourself credit for. And last but not least, after being accepted by Jesus, Matthew immediately tried to bring others in contact with Jesus. This is the one. Man, you guys, so many people love God, right? But only when it's beneficial for them, like in a bio. Not like in front of their friends who haven't said that they're depressed, but keep making daunting decisions. I prayed a couple of weeks ago that I'm able to pray life back into people. We all hit a low point. We all begin to fall short of the glory, but we all have been redeemed. Matthew was a real one. He didn't save God's goodness for himself. He wasn't selfish yet asking for a lot like many of us are. Jesus visiting Matthew and eating with him and his friends damaged Jesus' reputation with the religious people because he was associating with sinners. My Bible reminds me that this life is not a popularity contest. We should share the gospel with the poor, immoral, lonely, and outcast, not just the rich, moral, popular, and powerful. When it comes to Matthew, there's not much to go on. But what we do have shows us that Matthew was one of Jesus's most powerful examples of forgiveness God offers to everyone. This tax collector was rejected for who he was, but Jesus loved him for who he was. And despite his position as a religious outsider, Jesus gave him a prominent position within what would eventually become the largest religion in the world. The song We Fall Down popped up in my head as I was wrapping this message up. I heard that a saint is just a sinner who fell down and got up. Matthew's life, along with countless others, serves as an example that you can use your talents for good no matter how much wrong you've done. In closing, I want to ask you to consider making Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. The choice is yours. Once again, I would like to thank you for tuning in to What's the Word podcast. If someone was on your mind while listening, please send them the link. And if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a review, y'all.
Make sure you connect with us on social media on Instagram at underscore underscore what's the word podcast and on Twitter at underscore underscore what's the word. If no one has told you today, I love you and I appreciate you. Now go be a blessing. Be sure to tune in to next week's episode where we're going to talk about how Jesus teaches about the kingdom.